I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. <laughs> but I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Enough. <laughs> thirty-eight in a row. As in thirty-eight on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. All right, another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you Wednesday, September 9th. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. Just another day. Happy to be here. How about yourself? I'm happy to have you here. Uh, let's see today. Let's take a mental health check today. Today, today's okay. Today's okay. Um, something happened today. What, what the hell happened today? I feel like something good happened today. I can't remember. I've been anxious the last two days because, uh, hey, let's just move on. Let's just move on. Mental health check over. I'm okay. You okay? I'm good. I'm good. What? Something the hell? Something happened today. I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my mind. Something happened today, but I can't remember it. So we're moving on. Um, What's the story right now? NFL starts tomorrow, thankfully. What's your level of excitement for that? Uh, very high. I mean, higher than it would be usually just because of, you know, I mean, I just, I'm going to relish having football, high level football. As the sports bubble, the sports restart, the way sports are being aired right now, has that led you to watch more or less sports? Uh, well, normally like after the all-star break, I'll watch baseball all the time. And just pretty much, I'll keep it on MLB Network every night if I'm not watching the Cardinals. So I don't think I've watched more baseball, except I probably have watched like more just like single standalone games. I've watched a lot of Angels games just to see Trout, but they're terrible. I mean, it's it's bad baseball. So I wouldn't say I've watched more baseball than usual. I have not. I don't. I have not watched any of these college football games. I watched the first quarter of BYU, Navy. I bet on BYU, and then I was like, okay, it's it's over. I can turn this off. Um, I watched the first quarter of Army and MTSU. MTSU was awful. I bet on Army, so I was like, okay, I can turn this off now. So I, the, I've watched two quarters, and they've, been, they've gone the way I've wanted them to go. I like the service academies, but, man, uh, Navy. How about Ken Niamatololo coming out and being like, yeah, we didn't block or tackle at all since the bowl game. Yeah, what's up with that? What is up with that? And I was like, yeah, we could tell. You got your ass kicked. I wish, I don't know if that was widely reported, but I feel like the people who bet on Navy had to be really pissed. Yeah. What's so did, up with that? Did, did, did like, so did people not know that? Like, was that not made public? Not, any, was, of the, not any of the game previews I read. I read okay. that, like, they... You know, we're breaking in a new quarterback who isn't going to be as good as the one they had last year. I, I knew that. I knew about the new quarterback. But and I that, was just thinking. And that BYU's but, linebackers have played the triple option before. They'll be ready for it. And they got a veteran defense. And they'll, they know how to stop the triple option, blah, blah, blah. That's like the couple game previews I read. I didn't come across anything of like they have done no hitting at Navy in nine months. Yeah. I mean, I, what's up with, like, why would you do that? The coronavirus. Have you heard of COVID-19? Yeah, but if you're going to go out there and have them practice, I mean... It's a pandemic, bro. Well, let's just say it didn't pan out for, for old Ken. It, it did not. Out. It did not and, pan out for I him. I mean, like, and like, that's... They wanted to hire him. They tried to hire him. He almost took that job. He's a Mormon. You know, they have to have a Mormon as their head coach. He almost took that job. And just, shoo-wee, what an ass whipping. Remember when Arizona hired him? They did. No, I don't. 
Yeah, and then Khalil Tate was like, I'm not coming there. I'm not coming back to school if if we're running a triple option. I, I do not remember that at all. That's hilarious. That was like that was like after Khalil Tate's like really good yeah. freshman year or whatever. Yeah. And Instead he got he was, ruined by Kevin Sumlin. Yeah, he was like, I'm not coming back to school if you make this hire. Khalil, you shouldn't have come back to school for old Kev. So they said, okay, fine, we won't hire him. And then they still sucked. Um, now, shout out to Army. I did see they had a 19-play, 90-something yard drive. 99. 99-yard drive. It spanned 12 minutes and 30 seconds of actual game time. <laughs> Imagine I mean, being like, on MTSU's defense. That's what I'm saying. Like Your offense already can't score, and now you have to go out there and just get bludgeoned for 19 plays in 12 minutes. I mean, like, what do you even do after that as a defense? Like, man, what just a, that's just totally just getting just bent over. And I mean, so yeah, I haven't watched any of that. So that makes me more excited for the NFL because I mean, like last weekend would have been normally an awesome weekend of college football. Um, but I haven't watched any of these games. I mean, I just, I used to be able to watch stuff like that when I was younger, but like I pretty much have to watch Power Five football now and I can't even watch like, I, mean, I can't really even watch like shitty Pac 12 games anymore. So I didn't watch any of that crap. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited for the NFL. Yeah, bad night of uh, college football, bad weekend. Do you think we're just going to see a lot of blowouts? Of like one team has been like practicing and doing everything the right way and another team hasn't and then you get on the field and you just get your ass kicked? I don't know. I have no idea what to expect. I mean, I think it's going to be just bad football in terms of collegiate. The NFL, I mean, I really don't know what to expect from the NFL. I think it would still be like really good football. It'll probably be weird with no fans. I mean, like Kansas City is going to have 22% or like whatever last tomorrow. I think that's going to be even weirder than having no fans. Although we'll see. I'll see how I feel. I'll never actually hear them cheering. But I saw that like they're, they're struggling to even sell out that allotment. I guess people aren't wanting to go. Which I kind of get. Like, I, you know, I, I bought Titan season tickets this year. But, like, if I got to thinking, like, would I want to go to a game with 20% people? Like, that would just feel weird. Like, I would rather just watch at home. To me, a big part of being at the game is, like, feeling the crowd. And if the atmosphere is stupid, like, why not just stay at home and save your money and watch everything and not have to wear a mask the whole time? Yeah, so are they making them wear a mask inside the stadium? I mean, I assume so. Because, like, like we opted in. We got tickets for UT. and we opted Do you not have in. to wear a mask at UT? Well, I mean, I'm expecting that I have to wear one when I go in, but they're going to be coming up to to my seats which just two of us and there's nobody even close to us and make sure we have a mask on i don't know congrats by the way can't hide money big big uh, big donor hughes over here we were surprised let's just put it that way but yeah we got tickets so so. you get tickets to every game so they're not doing anything where like you only get a certain amount of games you get every game no and i was talking about this with a guy yesterday is there are there schools that are doing that? Because I that seemed to me I thought that like that might be an option was that you could get like the three like lesser games or you could get like the two big home games, but you couldn't get all five. But UT just gave you all five if you won the lottery. Yeah, I don't know how many people opted out or you know how big of the demand was. I don't know. Well, I don't think the demand was very high. Um, You're just being modest. Well, no, I know a guy that he did work in the ticket office. Now he works in another department at UT. But a guy I used to work with had told him that like 45% of people had op- had not opted in that, that had been asked. And that's been like a, 10 days or so since he told me that. So maybe like 45% of the, the big, big donors opted out. And like some of the smaller donors like we are, we're just like, hell yeah, we'll go, we'll opt in. I mean, if we don't like it, if it sucks, like, you know, you were just talking about, like, the atmosphere is, is trash, then I think we will just sell the tickets. I mean, I don't think we'll have any problem selling our tickets at all. At least all. for face value. Like, I don't know if it'll be as – I mean, I guess for the big games, which you might still want to go to the big games. But I, I would imagine you could get your money back. Yeah. So I'm not really worried about it. Um, but, yeah, we did. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. That was something that jumped out to me today. Like the NFL, like the teams where they're 
the places where they are trying to let fans in, the tickets haven't sold the way they thought they would. Even for like Kansas City, who's raising their banner or whatever tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That that does surprise me too. That they of all people, I mean, they have a good fan base to begin with. Much less when they're finally, you know, hanging the banner for their first Super Bowl in like fifty years or whatever. Maybe they'd all just spend a shit ton of money on the playoffs and Super Bowl. Yeah. And they're like, eh, I'm all, I'm all right, I'm good. They better enjoy it for one year, because the Titans are coming. Titans are coming. So congrats on uh, uh, Clowney. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that. I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen. And then it happened. And then it happened. The Titans, your Titans, signed the uh, the biggest free agent in football this year. And don't even say something about old-ass Tom Brady, because only a couple teams wanted old-ass Tom oh, Brady. I wasn't even thinking about only Tom Only a couple of teams wanted Tom Brady. Everyone wanted Clowney. Teams with no money wanted Clowney. And the Titans got him. So who were the – it was between the Titans and the Saints at the end of the day. Seahawks wanted him. Ravens wanted him. That was like the final four. That was like, you know, the Jets at one time, the Browns at one time offered him a bunch of money. But like the final four were the Saints, Seahawks, and the Ravens. And the Saints and Seahawks were both – or the Saints and uh, Ravens both were trying to like get other teams to sign him and then trade him to them. And they were like going to compensate them with draft picks and like another player to make the money work. But the NFL, people were like, eh, I don't think the NFL is going to let that happen. So the Titans, the only contenders that weren't broke, were able to say, yeah, we got you. Just a great offseason. I mean, you sign Tannehill, you sign Henry, and then you get the biggest free agent. I call that a win. Yeah, it's been a good, it's been a good, the Titans have had a good, have been on a good run. On a good run. Who do they open up with? The Broncos on Monday night. Uh, Von Miller's and out. And probably Bradley Chubb as well. So I hate it. What happened to him? They said he, I mean, he tore his ACL last year. They said he might not be healed and cleared yet. Okay. So who do the Broncos have? Drew Locke? Who's their running back? Philip Lindsay? Yeah. They got Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. I mean, they got they got some decent skill players, but Drew Locke sucks. And Drew Locke will be uh, introduced to Stavion Clowney and Big Jeff Simmons. It's going to be tough. It's so, going to be uh, tough. I'm not calling. Clowney and Simmons, the new Albert Hainsworth and Vandenbosch, but I'm not not calling them that. Yeah. It's feeling a little bit like 2008 around here, except this time we're not losing in the playoffs. Yeah, Titans are favored. That's, that's big, duh, being favored uh, on the road. Duh, duh. Well, being favored, being favored on the road is a big deal. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. So I would think the Titans would win that game, considering I don't think the Broncos... I mean, they have nobody. They have nobody. Unless you're one of the top four teams in the league, then you're always favored on the road. Did you see the ESPN simulation thing where they simulated the whole season? No, I, I, I don't... It was, it, was stu- it, was, I don't it was stupid as hell. I don't, much compa- hell. I don't much care for video games and computer simulations. It was like, yeah, it was like a computer simulation. I guess they have some software. I don't know if it was with 538 or what, Even but worse. they had the Titans finishing third in the division. <laughs> They have the, top, the Texans winning it, which it's like, uh, maybe the Texans are supposed to be better than I thought, no, but no. They, they lost, you know, they lost DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I, I don't think the DeAndre Hopkins loss is going to be that big. Um, I just thought they've been lucky the last couple of years to be as good as they had been. Like, even if DeAndre Hopkins was there, I'd still think they were like an 8-8 eight and eight team, personally. Okay. The ESPN had them finishing 9-7 and seven and winning the division. Okay. Well, good for ESPN and their stupid... Little uh, computer Which simulations. Is, the problem is you got to go play the games on the uh, on the field. Who do you think ESPN had favored in the uh, the Bucks and Heat series, Seth? That's a good point. Who, who do you think they had favored there? Can we talk about that for a well, second? Well, yeah, just answer the question first. Who do you think they had favored there? Uh, the the Bucks. The Bucks. Well, sports aren't played on computers. Okay. That's correct. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to add any credence to it. I'm criticizing it. It seemed very stupid to me. Um, your Bucks went down. Your preseason pick, the Bucks, went down. They did. Probably in even more embarrassing fashion than the Sixers did, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I would say I mean, because so. Ben, ben Simmons was out. So, like, I, who knows? It could have been different with Ben Simmons. I would say that both were extremely embarrassing, but getting outscored 40-13 to 13 in the fourth quarter of that game. An, an, an NBA record. That was the biggest, defi- that was the biggest uh, fourth quarter um, differential in NBA history. Yeah, so that was game three, I guess. Yeah, that was game three. 
uh, I did not watch any of the games with them, so I don't really know. I I guess uh, Giannis didn't play last night, right? He did not. He did not play game four either. Or he played, okay, he he played he the plays. first quarter of game four, excuse me. And it really looked like he was um, about to take over like we all wanted him to. He had like 19 points in the first quarter. What happened? He sprained his ankle. So it was like bad. I he it. sprained his ankle in game three and played through it and was fine. But then after they lost, started hopping around, selling it. And then they're like, oh, is he going to play game four? And then he tried. And then he like went down again and sprained it. And they're like, okay, we're not putting you back in. Just very embarrassing for, for Mike Budenholzer. Budenholzer it doesn't name. matter how to say his name. And very embarrassing for him, right? I mean, he should be embarrassed. I mean, it, this is multiple teams he's got the number one seed with and has not done anything with it. That is correct. Um, and At least the first time with the yeah. Hawks, he ran into LeBron. Yeah, I mean, and the yeah, crooked that, And not, the crooked New York Police Department broke Thabo Safalosha's leg for doing absolutely nothing wrong outside the club. People forget that. People forget the crooked NYPD broke our best perimeter defender's leg the year we were the one seed. Many people forget that, and we did not have him against LeBron. I think he would have came in handy. Like it's, but there's no shame in losing to LeBron, you know. Like you said, like there's there's no shame in that, you know. Whatever. Nobody expected the Hawks to really beat LeBron. You lost to Tyler Hero, just, bro. Just like I don't think anybody ever expected those Pacers teams to really beat LeBron. Sure. Um, but I think that everyone expected the Bucks to be able to take a team whose starting point guard is Goran Dragic, and. The tr- Dragon. I mean, Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler's really good, but I mean, come on, man. Like I just wanted to point out that you should be really embarrassed about your preseason pick. And it's okay. more embarrassing than so, the seventy sixer pick. Because Ben Simmons got hurt. I, I don't know about that. If Ben Simmons plays, who knows what happens? You know, I don't know. Yeah, but the seventy sixers sucked ass off. Yeah, they were built for the playoffs. Everyone knows that. I just at the very at the very least they're equally embarrassing. Okay, that's fun. I mean, I think getting outscored forty to thirteen in the fourth quarter is is as embarrassing as it gets. It really is. At least they were able to win Game Four on the back of, I guess, Chris Middleton. Yeah, this might be the second most embarrassing MVP ceremony since Dirk. They had to pull Dirk out of a car that he was backpacking in after they got beat as the one seed by the Warriors in '07. So uh, Giannis is going to win it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Giannis is going to win it. Okay. Did he win it last year, he too? He did. And he lost in the playoffs in embarrassing fashion last year, too. And he is a free agent next year, but not this year. Yep, yep, yep. Man, he's got another year with that. That sucks for him. Them's the breaks. That sucks for them, yeah. Well, anyway. Just um, proof that sports aren't played on computers with projections. That's true. So who do we like to make the NBA Finals now? Uh, I mean, I like the Lakers. I've liked the Lakers all year. While many haters were saying the Lakers didn't have a good enough bench, I said it didn't matter. Um, In the East, I don't know, man. Celtics look good, but I, I still think the Raptors win tonight. It's Wednesday. It's 5.40 p.m. I think the Raptors win tonight in force game seven, but I could be wrong. Celtics, Heat would be fun. I mean, the Celtics have... You know, kind of how I think the uh, kind of how I think you know, obviously the Heat were a bad matchup for the Bucks. I kind of think the Celtics are a bad matchup for a Heat. The Heat, just like I think their wing players might be better than the Heat's wing players, type of thing. But, but the Heat have the X factor. The Heat have the Swiss Army knife. They have Bam Abadayo, man, and that guy's a stud. He's a sing to props to him for getting a lot better. Or shame on John Calipari for not letting him spread his wings. Yeah. Is this his second year in the NBA or second, third or second. what? I mean, how... Second. Was he that was he good as a rookie? I think he was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he took over the starting uh spot halfway through the year or towards the back end of the year. He he, he showed flashes at the end of last year. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously worked his ass off. Oh, he's a stud. Uh, he's a stud. And I hate that I like him so much. Like I like him and I actually kind of like Tyler Hero now, which is blasphemy, I know, but that Heat team's just fun, man, but yeah, I mean, they got Bam, and if Bam can dominate that series defensively like he kind of did with Giannis, they, they, maybe they can beat Boston. I don't know. Yeah, I thought maybe the Raptors might, um, after the Raptors won the fourth game to make it 2-2. Two and two, I thought they were going to win the series, and they got their ass beat. 
I did too, and then I, granted, I haven't watched any of it, but I did not expect the Celtics to just beat the hell out of the Raptors in game Well, five. the Raptors scored like seven points for the first like 10 minutes of that game. The Celtics cut the water off on them, and Toronto couldn't hit a shot. So they cut the, they water, cut the water off on them. Sometimes you got to cut the water off. Uh, they cut the water off. There were no buckets. And Pascal Siakam has been shitty. And, you know, we'll see. I hope they win game six. I got to bet on both the Raptors and the Heat to go to the finals. So I would love if the next round was just Raptors versus Heat. Then I wouldn't have to worry about it. Sit back and cash my money. That'd be great. Yeah. But either way, I digress. Uh, Titans, the games aren't played on the computer. That was the point of that. Uh, the Titans are the second best team in the AFC, but we're not afraid of the Chiefs. I just want to put that on the record. We will be winning the AFC South. Not that it matters. I don't really care if we win the AFC South or not. Just get me in the playoffs. It's obvious that no one wants to play us in the playoffs, you know? You, you saw what happened last year. And this year, we're coming with a pass rush. Patrick Mahomes. This year, we're coming with a pass rush. We didn't have a pass rush last year, but we're coming with one this year. I don't know if, I don't know if you've read the report, Seth, because you're a Bills fan, but um, as a guy who respects Jerry, who, uh, Jerry Hughes, this should excite you. Uh, many people are saying Jeffrey Simmons poised for a huge breakout year. They're talking like Aaron Donald type of performance. Yeah, it seems like he's just a monster. I think after this year, it'll be obvious who had the best draft last year. Uh, the Titans will be coming out of last year's draft of two superstars. A.J. Brown, Simmons. It really makes, like, I guess, like, is Corey Davis good? He's fine. He's solid. He's fine. He's, He's fine. Solid. So it, yeah. like, makes missing on him a lot more palatable. Yeah, because A.J. Brown is just such a monster. And A.J. Brown be cheaper for longer. So it worked out. And I never, I never really understood why A.J. Brown dropped as far as he did. He was so damn good at Ole Miss. Some of God's greatest gifts, uh, you know? Unanswered prayers. That's true. That's true. Shout out to Big God. We love him. Love him. So, so yeah, I mean, I think Brown and Simmons is, is pretty stout. G-O-D is I, the MVP. That's right. That's right. That's right. So After this um, year. Kate Mays is still not eligible. Oh, yeah. Let's okay, switch. Yeah. yeah, let's just switch. Let's switch to Tennessee. Okay. Awkward transition to Tennessee. Uh, Kate Mays yep. still ineligible. People still think he's getting cleared, though, correct? I believe so, but I haven't listened to the podcast from Ballquest last Friday. Okay, well, I think people still think he's getting ruled eligible. Yeah, um, but nothing new on that front. Um, what do we What do we make about all these uh, Rona testing and the uh, the mandated quarantine? Because I feel like that could be a big, big problem when the season actually starts. Okay, here's here's all I know. I, I know that Tennessee had 44 guys sit out, and seven of them had COVID. And there were there was a couple injuries, but so we basically left with like thirty five people had to sit out because of contact tracing. Now I know that Nashville's not sitting that Vandy's not sitting out thirty five players in Davidson County. I know Memphis isn't sitting out thirty five players in Shelby County, and I know Alabama and Auburn sure aren't sitting out forty four people out of a scrimmage. Hold on, the hold majority on, hold of on, them. Hold on, hold on. So this is a Knox County thing? I thought this was the NCAA guideline. The NCAA guideline well, I read not, was... I, that's what I'm saying. It's not happening to any other teams. That's that's all I know. That's all I know. So... Hashtag conspiracy corner. Either it's an NCAA mandated thing, and it might be. It might be. All I know is this, this isn't happening to other schools. This isn't happening to other schools. And... If it's an NCAA if it's an NCAA mandated thing, then Tennessee is being a little too uh, on the nose with the rule book here. And if it's not an NCAA mandated thing, then Knox County needs to get their shit together. Honestly, like honestly, like Brett Hubbs was saying that they have had multiple guys who were quarantined due to contact tracing test negative multiple times in their quarantine. Like they're not, they're sitting out, not because they have COVID, but because they were in the same room as somebody who had COVID and they're getting tested for COVID and they're testing negative multiple times and they're still not able to. Practice. Well, the NCAA guideline I read, Seth, was that if you are in con, if you're in high contact with a high risk person, you have to sit for 14 days. 
Well, then who, who is the, who is so high risk that these players are being around? Is it just people that have it, or is it just people that are high risk for the disease? Period. I, I, like, well, when I say high risk, I just mean like uh, when they probably yeah have yeah it. like you your okay. roommate gets it or a quarterback gets it and you guys are in the huddle together or some something like that. I, I don't know what seven players tested positive, but if you say there's one defensive lineman, you know if he's a defensive attack. Or at least the interior defensive lineman. Like, if you're working with the defensive tackles, like, yeah, all the defensive tackles would probably be considered high risk at that point. So, you know, Tennessee might, it's possible that Tennessee could be getting extremely unlucky with this. Or maybe just the other teams aren't following the rules. Because this isn't happening to anyone else. And we made national headlines. We made national headlines over it. 44 people. It was scrolling on the bottom of the ESPN ticker. It was on SportsCenter? It was on SportsCenter? Like, uh, Sirius I mean, XM's college uh, channel just flat out said we had 44 positive tests for COVID. That was the other thing. People were just totally just like screwing up the actual news story. Shocking. Which... Which was not that there were actually forty-four positive. You know, the the vast majority of them were contact tracing. There were some injuries, but not many. Uh, we had one scholarship tell back there that day, and it was Ty Chandler. One. We're not even going to get to use all our practices, Pruitt said. I mean, we have we have an elongated fall camp. And Tennessee cannot even fit all its practices in to this elongated fall camp. I mean, come on, man. This is so stupid. Like, and here's the thing. Like, here's another thing. if If you are around somebody as of today, Wednesday at 550 Eastern time, if you're around somebody that has it, you're two week quarantine, you do not get to practice again until the Thursday before game day. You don't get to practice again until the Thursday of game week. So, Tennessee is presumably going to start Jalen Hyatt at wide receiver. A true freshman who didn't get to have a spring practice even though he's an early enrollee. I'm coming home, coming home. And, like, so what happens if he has to, like, you can't start him at that point. He's going back home to South Carolina, buddy. Homecoming game. Homecoming game. But they're not going to start that kid when he can't practice game week. It's one thing if this happens to Ty Chandler or Trey Smith. Sure. But, you know, they're not going to do that to, to Jalen Hyde. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's going to start, I assume, at true freshman, going to play all three positions at some point this year, I would think, for sure in his career. Like, Just for the record, I, had a just great... for the record I'd be surprised if he starts game one. Okay. Well, I think he's one of our top three. Receivers. I think I think, I think by the midpoint of the year, you will be one hundred percent right. But I just would be surprised if they throw a true freshman out there, like you said. Okay. Well, I will amend that to say he is going to play a lot on the twenty sixth against South. And I might be wrong, but I'm just saying that that's my thought. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I think he's going to play a ton, and I think by the by the midseason, he'll for sure be start. Um, I don't know any other true freshmen that are going to start, but you know, I mean. And like, what happens if we only have we have how many inside linebackers? We have three middle linebackers. I mean, who Crouch, Hank, and uh, uh, Jeremy Banks. Jeremy Banks. And so, if one gets that, then I assume the other two are going to get out. Then what in the hell are we going? Well, to you do? saw Texas State. Well, I don't know if you saw, but they had to play with no tight ends. They had to play with no tight ends. Okay. Their whole tight end group had uh, had the. I guess either the COVID or were quarantined or I don't know, but like right before their game, it said they have zero tight ends. Which, that's the one position you would like to lose, I guess, if you had to pick a position. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know they'd already talked about, like, Cooper Mays is going to play some tight end, probably. Just not really tight end, but just being, like, a blocking, an extra blocker. They had, I'd already seen, Ballquest has talked about that several times in the war room, Cade Mays, and another guy um, being, like, an extra tight end. And um, so I assume, you know, Tennessee could do something like that, but Here's another question. Of all the Tennessee's had several people get it going back the last couple months. Like they've had a lot of people get it. Has anyone been hospitalized? 
nope. I mean, like the whole the whole thought process is that no athletes have had to be hospitalized. But then that story came out yesterday. I don't know if you saw where the uh, D two player died, but was not like with the football team. I feel like that's uh, people are saying that's important to point out. I don't know how important it is to point out or not. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Did he have underlying health conditions? I haven't read enough of the story, uh, but he was a football player and he died. And the story I read said nothing about underlying issues. But he was it was it was he was three hundred seventy pounds. So I mean, he had to have, you know, his heart was working overtime. Yeah, I mean, like I don't even know if any of these guys are even really getting that sick to begin with. Like, just forget about hospitalizations or any of them like feeling that bad. I, I, we wouldn't know if they were because they're not talking to the media or whatever. The college kids I've talked to that have it, like one of our own patrons that works on my radio show, Hayden. He said he's has it had it and. You know, he's 19, 20 years old, and he said he was fine. Just, you know, felt like, I, felt yeah, like the flu for I a know, day or two. The, I know one kid that goes to sophomore at Auburn that had it. And uh, he actually, like, he felt pretty shitty. He had a headache and a fever for a while, but that was it. I mean, he just felt just kind of bad for a little while. But, you know, none of these kids are getting hospitalized. So it's like, can we relax this a little bit? Like, is it? is a two-week quarantine really necessary? Like, is it really necessary that Tennessee has 44 people sitting out? So you don't you is don't this... think the math changes with that guy dying? And it's fine if you don't. I'm would... not trying to bully you into saying it does. I, I, I'm, I'm I, merely asking. I would need to know more about it. Like, I, I'm not saying have no precautions. Sure. But what I am saying is, like, if we have guys sitting out two weeks and they continually test negative, Maybe they can come back at the seventh day. Yeah, I, I agree know? with that for sure. I think that was like I, I get that the virus shows up a little late, or it could show up a little late on these tests. But like seven days seems yeah. that's plenty. Like I'm not saying if you get it, you can go breathe on anyone and you're okay. But what I am saying is like this seems like it can be relaxed a little bit without just throwing caution to the wind and getting the whole team infected. What I've said the entire time is that I would like for these rules to be out in the open. Yeah, for and real. And like the, the guidelines, like, what are we going to do on game week? Like, how many bodies do have to be sick and quarantined before they try to delay a game? Like, is it going to be both teams? Is it going to be one team? Like, uh, the SEC especially, like, they're not being very transparent, and you know what's going to happen. Like, say, like, Alabama or Georgia week, if Georgia has five players and we have zero – and they try to postpone it and let Georgia get healthy, everyone's going to be raising hell. You know what I mean? Like, they're, yeah, they're being like, so yeah. secretive about it. Teams are being secretive about it. Like, we got these extra weeks worked in to postpone games. We need to know what the rules are for that, I think. And, like, no one's really talking about that. Like, they need to be transparent about that. Yeah. Like, why Why did Why did Baylor get canceled? Right. You know, why did TCU get canceled? Was it two teams or one team? Because if it's two teams, I have no problem with it. If it's one team and you got guys on there being reckless, like I think you should be punished for that. Unless it's Tennessee, then we should cancel. I mean, it does seem like somebody – it does seem very right for a situation where one team is going to try to get a game canceled and rescheduled so they're full strength. And it's just kind of like, uh, you know, I mean, hey, we all knew this going into this season, like – there was going to be some shit happen. So it's just one of those things. It's like any other season. If you have an injury, you don't get to delay the game. Like, it. I mean, it is what it is. You know, It, it I mean, is what it is. You can man up like Austin Pope did and put on a damn back brace and go out there this fall. Yeah. Or you can try to get the game canceled. Okay, okay, okay. So the manning up is not the sick COVID players. It's the, the team that might it's be undermanned. Okay, yeah. It's man the up. team. Like every, man up. every year, every year, we have games that are played where one team is unfairly harmed by injuries because injuries are unfair. It's just it's just a stroke of luck. And every year we have games where teams are – like you know, we didn't sit here and complain that Jonathan Kongbo tore his ACL. I did. We went out there every Saturday and we proceeded to get our shit kicked in by teams like Vanderbilt, but we didn't complain about it. We still put on our helmet every Saturday. I wish, every year this I wish happens. I could have complained in 2016 when our whole defense was hurt by the end of the year. That's true. 
I wish we could have complained. Would have been nice not have to play those games. Yeah. So yeah, somebody's gonna try to get a game canceled or something, and it will probably be Georgia, just because. I mean, let's face it. You might not like it when I say this, John, but everybody's thinking it. Georgia's gay. And they are. Like, everyone just knows it. They just are. Let's go to some patron questions. Patreon.com slash Reads Rant. Only one new patron to shout out, but shout out to new $2 patron, Jacob Ertle. Shout out to Jacob Ertle. We love you and appreciate you. We uh, need some bodies for basketball. We went from 20 people down to 12 for two straight weeks. We need some bodies. Thursday night basketball. Sign up to be a patron. Come play. Uh, We're doing NFL Survivor Pool uh, on the Discord. $11 $11 entry, you sign up, you pick one team each week, you can only use that team once. Uh, if you make it to the end of the year, if you're the last man standing, you or woman, you will uh, win the prize. Although, don't Venmo me yet because I fucked up yesterday, Seth. I sent a Venmo to the wrong person. And it was a pretty big chunk of change. And I sent it, ironically enough, to a guy named John, J-O-H-N, and I was supposed to send it to a guy named John, J-O-N. And he has not replied back to me on my, please, bro, send it back. Venmo says they'll, you know, like they're looking into it. And I've heard they'll send it back, but I've heard nothing yet. They said I'd hear from him in 24 hours. And uh, if anybody from Venmo is listening, time is ticking. 24 hours was four hours ago. So go to patreon.com slash reads ranch. All right, Seth, what questions you got? Um, Tech Vol would like to know, first of all, welcome back to Brother Tech Vol. He would like to know, over or under 1.5 major college football teams quit in the middle of the season due to COVID outbreak slash exhaustion slash injuries, etc. So, a.k.a. not manning up. Yeah, not manning up. Not being Austin Pope. I go under. I mean, I don't think the team's actually going to quit, right? Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to cancel all their games. They might want to. They might want to. We should normalize quitting when things get tough. We should normalize when things are unfair, quit. I also don't think any of the big three conferences will, and probably not any of the athletic conferences. Because I think that... That would just do irreparable damage. Yeah, like, especially like the athletic conference, like this is their year to get in the playoff. They're going to be pushing for these teams to play, so Cincinnati can get a full slate of games in and go undefeated. Are they actually going to get a spot? I saw saw a couple people in CBS actually pick them to get a spot. I don't think so, but if it happens... It has to be this year. This yeah, you would think year. it has to be this year. Yeah, it has to be this year. I would think that, like, obviously two SEC teams will get in, Clemson and Oklahoma. And after that, I think it would be Notre Dame next. And then after that, like, a Texas or somebody. Like a one-loss Big Big 12 team. Or I guess it'd have to be a two-loss Big 12 team. I, I don't know. Um, I'll go under quit, though. Under one and a half will quit. If I was Navy, I would if, if I was Navy, I would have quit. After Monday night, I would never have played again. Brother Troy would like to know how many seven-year-olds could you take on in a fight to the death? We've had this fight a lot. Uh, had this uh, a lot. I, it, now that we have specified to the death, I mean, I'm thinking, are we coming in waves or like at one time? Uh, I guess at one time. I mean, at one time, I'm thinking I could... It's... 50 too much? And I... It, At one time? It sounds like a lot, but just hear me out. Like, how is a seven-year-old going to kill me? Yeah. Like, to me, like, the fight to the death is the key. Like, it's not fight till I quit. It's fight till I die. How are they going to kill me? Just, like, I guess all sit on top of me and try to suffocate me? I guess that could happen if they were... But they're not going to be smart enough to... The thing about seven-year-olds is that they're really fucking stupid. They're not going to be able to strategize and, like, take turns and try to suffocate me, so... Uh, 50 might be too high, especially if they're all coming at once. But I'm thinking one punch to a seven-year-old is going to put him down for a while, right? Yeah, I would think so. Assuming they're just normal seven-year-olds, one punch is going to take one down. If you can just get one punch on each of those kids, you can really work your way up, and then you can just go, like, finish them, double tap them, knee to the fucking throat, choke them out. Just cut the water off. Cut the water off on them, metaphorically speaking. The metaphor would be for their oxygen. You know, I think if you actually put me in a mood where I knew it was life or death, I think I could take 50. kind of want to do that, actually. Feel alive a little bit. Next. Um, 
Caleb Barnett would like to know when the last time you guys asked to speak with a manager at a restaurant or a store. I've told the story, but I think the last time I don't know if I ex- Barley. Yeah, I don't know if I explicitly asked to speak to a manager. That's the last time the manager came to try to calm me down. Was when I was at Barley's and a table had stolen our reservation. And the manager just said sorry about it. Didn't even offer me anything free. I tried to stage the walkout. It didn't happen. I still like shooting pool there, so they won. They won. I think that's the only time I've ever asked to speak to a manager, and I'm not even sure if I asked to speak to a manager or if the manager just came up because I was screaming at people. What about you? Yeah. I don't think I ever have, actually. What about your parents? My parents have, for sure. Yeah, my mom mom asked a lot to speak to a manager, I feel like. Yeah. It, It would have to be exceptionally bad for either one of my parents to have done it. Um, I would rather just get the hell on out of there. I'm just like, man, just get out. Now, of there. I will say, whenever I'm in there, I've never had to pay for like you know six or seven people at one time, really. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you are taking your kids out and you got like three or four kids with you, and it's like eighty bucks, you probably eighty to hundred bucks. You probably want to make sure that it's uh, your manager. The manager knows that things didn't go well because sometimes you'll get free food. Mm-hmm. But if it's just me or me and a date, yeah, I'm just gonna get out of there and keep it moving. Yeah, just keep it moving. Um, Brother Gay J would like to know how we are doing this week. Gay J, I'm doing well. I hope you're doing well, too. I hope that the fish are biting and that you're not getting bit by mosquitoes while you're out there in the water. John, how are you doing this week? The Venmo thing upset me, but there was something today that was good. I don't remember what it was. I'm, I'm okay. This week, I mean, Memorial Day was fine, or Labor Day, excuse me, was fine. Labor Day was cool. Um, I've done a lot of fancy drafts. This week's fine. On a scale of one to ten, this week is a, a five and a half. If it wasn't for the Venmo thing, it'd be like a six and a half. But I appreciate Gay J asking. Um, brother BJ, a good man. We love BJ. He says no question. He just wants us to know that he loves us and that he loves all the patrons. BJ, we love you too. We love to see it. You know, check in on your friends. Tell them you love them. Check in, ask how they're doing. So, Gay J and BJ, thank you guys. You are great friends. And everybody listening, text somebody in your life right now or call them and just ask how they're doing. Call your mama and. Yep, call your mama and tell her that you love her, especially Zach. I know Zach hasn't done it in a while. I'm not even saying your mother, but just do it. Any, anybody in your life. I mean, you can call your mother. If your mother's still with you, call them. If your mother's not with you, I apologize. Seth's being insincere. No, no, I'm not being insincere. You need to call your mother or call someone you love. Call someone who's close Some people's to you. mothers are no longer with us, Seth. I'm just saying call somebody you love. Call, call somebody you love and tell them you love them. You should always do that. You should tell many people in your life that you love them each day. It's important. We're, we're all we got out here. So thank you, BJ. Thank you, Gay J. I hope you guys are doing well, too, and I love you all as well. Next next question. Um, it's not, it's nice Chris to have friends that check many, in on you, man. It is. It is. We love our patrons. We've always we said have that. always said that. Brother Kiss Kilby would like to know how many full practices with the contact tracing guys back will it take for you to be confident we start Two yeah, see, like that's what I was uh, going to ask you about that. Like, so from the part one discussion, do those, are those guys still sitting out of practice? Or are we still going like I don't know down or we, what? I don't know. So right before I got on, it came out that um, they are scrimmaging tomorrow night in Neyland. So maybe we're not doing the so fourteen presume, day thing. Hell, who knows? I presume a lot of people are back. So if let's assume that tomorrow night, where that the scrimmage goes on in Neyland, and it is. Basically, we'll just say it's basically the full team, the two deep. And that everything goes okay from there. I feel I feel pretty good about it at that point. Like that's two weeks. That's that's we still have over two weeks till the game. Now if something happens this time next week and like I mean, who the hell knows? Like what if something happens to the quarterbacks, man? Jimmy Jimmy Holiday is Jimmy Holiday? They could put Jimmy Holiday. That actually sounds kind of fun. It could be fun as hell. I mean, Lynn Bowden ran around on everybody last year. Why can't Jimmy Holiday? I love how they shipped Lynn Bowden out of Las Vegas because they uh, were concerned that he was going to rub off on the rookies. Is that why? That's what the report said. It was like, basically, like, he's not... Basically, they think he is going to be a troublemaker and they didn't want him bothering Henry Ruggs. So they sent him to Miami. 
<laughs> which is funny too. From Las Vegas to Miami. Uh, Lynn Bowden did have that story come out right after he was drafted, right about like that his grandma's trap house, basically. Like ten people there. Yeah, like, there were like fourteen people there or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah, that was a weird story. Probably should have been a red flag at that time. Didn't really do your homework there um, when you drafted him. No. Um Although to be fair, the real there Bryce, was similar stuff with Tyron Matthew and he's been a stud in the NFL. Yeah, it's true. Good point. The real Bryce would like to know if he is recommending this podcast to someone, which episode should I suggest they listen to first? The Georgia episode? Uh I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean that's what that's one people like the most, I guess. But Levi was on that one. Levi, you know, never on with us anymore. No. Um, you know, I always think about the very first episode we ever did when you talked about taking a shit in a cooler. Uh, I think about I think about that one a lot. That's simpler a good one. times. That's one of my favorite memories with my dad. Just um, him being so mad to, that I had shit in that cooler. That's just a hysterical story to and me. i did it again um, right before i cut that florida promo we were at the same place but this time i had a bucket and i scooped some water into it in the in the in the, in the creek and i was just sitting out in the middle of the field taking a shit in the bucket and then i just poured it out in the grass when i was done and went about my business and he thought that was the funniest thing in the world but also like it made him very angry for some reason that i was being efficient about it he wanted me just to squat against the tree like a man i was like that seems dumb dad we've evolved there's a bucket, there's water, I'm going to make a toilet. It's the same concept. It's basically modern plumbing. He was very upset that I'd outsmarted him in that equation. I was like, you can go shit standing up, let it splatter all over if you want. I'm not. I'm going to get this bucket, I'm going to put water in it, and I'm going to pour it out, and you won't even know the difference. I like all the episodes. I wish the audio was better on the one with uh, Nigel the Bird, though. Because your audio sucks because you were calling in. So it didn't sound as good. Yeah. But I enjoyed yeah. that conversation. We, some, that was, we, we had some really bad audio. Yeah, times. we have uh, come a long way on the audio. Uh, I've done full podcasts from the car, driving on business yeah. trips. Those are, I imagine, pretty yeah. rough. Yeah. Um, uh, Taylor M. would like to know, this is a question for you, how confident are you that you'll win money in fantasy football? Win money, which means turn a profit, okay? So right now, I think, let me count them. I'm in a $50 league. A fifty dollar league, a fifty dollar league. I'm in a seventy five dollar league. That's two twenty five. I'm in a forty dollar league, and another twenty dollar league. So that's what two sixty five. So I just have to place in one of the three, one of the fifty dollar leagues, or place in the seventy five dollar league, and I'll make a profit. Win, win those. Uh, I mean, I'm not very confident. Like on a scale of one to ten, I'm like a three. Honestly, I lose pretty much all the time in fantasy football. It sucks to admit, but I usually lose. I want to be good at it. But at a certain point, Taylor M., and I appreciate you asking the question. At a certain point, I give way to my fantasy football just for my regular gambling. I try to separate those, and I always give more time to the gambling. And it just seems like uh, that hurts my fantasy football chances. I don't know. I start picking people, start playing people on my favorite teams. Like, eventually, Tannehill will be my fantasy quarterback. I don't know. I'm not very confident. I'm not very good at fantasy football. I want to be. I try to be. I'm just not very good at it. So, scale of 1 to 10, I'm a two and a half. Some people are cut out for it. I'm not. I'm not. My biases from, like, the real football and the real teams always cloud my fantasy, my fantasy thoughts, I think. I don't know. I've never been good at it. Um... The Vanilla Gorilla, a.k.a. Tennessee, a.k.a. one of our longest patrons. He would ask a.k.a. the guy that John Curry tried to shove. Not tried to shove, did did shove. Did shove him, did shove him. Um, He would like to know, what is the bar for Rick Barnes the next three years, given the recent recruiting up? Shout out to uh, Rick Barnes, getting another big recruit. Shout out to Kim English. Kim English is a monster. Make him the head coach in waiting, you cowards. It did seem like Schwartz was the biggest guy on this one. Yeah, though. yeah, probably. But Schwartz is, is an L.A. guy, yeah. so it made sense that he got the California dude. But Kim English has been just a monster um, on the recruiting trail. A great hire by Rick Barnes. I mean, we basically lost nothing when, um, what's his name, went to Georgia State. 
Oh, Lanier. Lanier. We upgraded. Yes. What do you mean? We didn't lose anything. We upgraded. We, yeah, we, we, we upgraded recruiting-wise for sure. Yeah, uh, coaching-wise, I don't know yet, I, but recruiting-wise, yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. who knows? I, I'm going to set the bar, actually, what I consider to be pretty low, and I'm going to say I want an SEC regular season title, and I want an Elite Eight. Just for the next three years. I'm not asking, just for the next three years. I mean, regular I season title, I assume. Yeah, regular season title. I want another Elite Eight. Yeah, yeah. I want an Elite Eight, and at that point, as a Tennessee basketball fan, we are not a blue blood. We are just a team that can be and ought to be really good at basketball. I will leave it up to chance at that point. Just get me to the Elite Eight. I'm not going to ask for a Final Four. Get me to the Elite Eight, and let's just say, hey, whatever happens, happens. The dice is... That we're going to roll the dice, and we're going to see what happens. The chips fall where they may. Just give me to the Elite Eight, Rick. Just give me to the Elite Eight. Just say, hey, give me to the Elite Eight with all this NBA talent. And let's see what Keon Johnson or Kennedy Chandler can do. Because we're not going to play many teams this upcoming year who has somebody more talented than Keon Johnson. We're going to play very few teams that have a player as talented as Keon Johnson. They might be more experienced. You know, blah 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 blah. But in terms of tier, in terms of sheer talent, nobody hardly, I don't know. I mean, is going to be better than Keon Johnson. So, give me to the Elite Eight, and let's just say, hey, we have the most talented player on the floor. Let's see what happens. And I would like an SC, I would like another SEC regular season title. It doesn't even have to be outright. How about that? How about that? Let's see. Just for uh, comparison's sake. If we're looking at uh, the 2021 NBA mock draft, uh, that's a shitty one. I didn't have Keon Johnson in the first round. This is a stupid one. That's a really stupid one. NBA draft.net, you are canceled. Because I thought I'd seen him like in like the top 15. Right? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking he's going to be a top 10 pick. I think he will be at that. Let's see what CBS Sports is talking about. Let's see what let's see what my friend Kyle Boone is saying here. Love Kyle Boone. Um, he has Jane Springer at number twenty, and he doesn't have Keon Johnson in the first round. So Bucks, uh, all right, this guy's an idiot too. Whatever his name is. Either way, producer cut this out. Kyle Boone's an idiot as well. Uh, let's get back to the point. Okay, three years, Seth. Three years. I need 80 wins in the re- I need 80 wins. Okay? I need two first round picks. Two lottery picks. Two lottery picks. Let's rephrase that. Two lottery picks. An SEC championship and an Elite 8. I want um, I want some individual success too though. I want an all American in there too. Throw me an all American in there. I want a lot of regular season success. Eighty wins. Like, eighty I wins. Eighty eight. wins is yeah. a lot of success. That's 25, 25, 30. So we're basically we're throwing two NCAA tournaments where we're gonna be extremely talented. We're basically saying, hey Rick, if you want to pull your usual shit and get knocked out the first weekend, okay, man. But one out of these three, one out of these three, get it together. I, one last time before you retire, and let's go to the I'm just not going to be a bitch and get on my knees and beg for a Sweet 16. I'm, ab- I'm above that. I'm not putting a Sweet 16 on my expectation list. Whatever. A Sweet 16, at the end of the day, doesn't feel that much better than getting knocked out in the second round. A Sweet 16 is nice because it means you can go to the Elite Yeah, eight. yeah, no, like, I get it. Like, I'd rather win than lose. But, like, a Sweet 16 doesn't satisfy me. Agreed. So I'm not even going to put that on the requirement list because I'll be like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. Elite eight. Two lottery picks. 80 wins. An SEC title. And an elite eight. And I don't even usually get mad about postseason success. I mean, I get mad about it, but I don't usually try to get too upset about it. But, you know, one of three years. Get at least one Elite Eight. Do something that's... Yeah, one of three years. That's... And, like, to me, like, we everyone knows we never won the SEC tournament. I would love to win it. I would love Who to knows win. if we're even going to have okay, one? We're not even going to have one next year, maybe. Winning the regular season is better. It's more emphatic. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, we've never experienced it, so I can't say from experience. Like, I, I well, really, I, mean, I like, really wanted to beat Auburn and Kentucky. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I did too. I, no, no, don't get me wrong either. I was. I, I mean, think the, I think the jubilation from that would have trumped when we beat Georgia um, for the. What for I the am share. saying is that winning the regular season is like a greater, like it shows that you were very. You're better. Um, yeah, you're 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 a better yeah. team. I get it. No, don't get me wrong. I would kill to have an SEC basketball tournament championship, but I'm not even putting that on my list of like expectations for Rick because he, it's Rick Barnes. Kentucky okay? should Kentucky happen. shouldn't be good as good. They're lead guys with the Knicks. Will Wade eventually has to get ass hammered. Eventually, yeah. Maybe Bruce Pearl does too. Like we should win the SEC. We should win the SEC yeah, tournament it's like as well. That, is the guy? From Wake Forest, even going to be eligible for Kentucky this they year? Haven't, they haven't ruled yet, I don't think. Yeah. So. But when have you ever said, has the guy from Wake Forest done something? Like, I'm not scared of exactly. a guy from Wake Forest. His name ain't Chris Paul. No. Yeah. Or Tim He's Duncan. not Tim Duncan. Or Al Farouk Aminu. They can have Al Farouk Aminu. <laughs> I was, buddy, I was, I was searching hard for third player there. John, uh, John Collins. There we go. John Collins. Famous Atlanta Hawk. And I still really liked that Justin Gray guy that was with Chris Paul as his running mate. That shooting guard. I really liked that I really liked that Wake Forest team. And then yeah. Kevin Pitsnoggle fucked us. I think I had Wake Forest going to the Final Four and Kevin Pitsnoggle fucked us. Still remember that from like 05, 06. Ugh. Disgusting. Any other questions? We've gone on a long time. Anything well, else? We need to wrap it up. We need to wrap it up. We're going to do a mailbag podcast next week. Yeah, mailbag podcast next week. I'll, put, week, up, sorry, I'll put the link on Patreon. Um, all right. Love you guys. Sorry if we didn't get to your questions. Save them. We'll get them to them in the mailbag. I love you all. Right. all. Love you. See you. Bitch, I'm back and it's up, PSA I'm too flick to take off all my shit at TSA I know we met today, but I'ma need that shit today Might go extra, extra just so I can see they face X's and O's and interchange Hit three in a row, that's just a game Big rings in a row, all down my fingers I can't even hold my baggage claim To take off all my shit at TSA. I know we met today, but I'ma need that shit today. Might go extra, extra just so I can see they face. X's and O's and interchange. Hit three in a row, that's just a game. Big rings in a row, all down my fingers. I can't even hold my baggage claim. Prince and Michael Jackson, purple rain and mirrors, dancing savage, Fenty matching with the lingerie socks. Didn't know they made them till I took them off and I popped. Her mama's 60, but like 29, and that's a great sign. Could take over any tri-state without even trying. And I'm praying for my exes and my enemies, cause they gon' need all the help they can get if it isn't me. Success is a chain reaction, I'm the fucking missing link. In a world where niggas would do anything for everything, damn. Keep X's and O's and interchange. Hit three in a row, that's just a game. Big rings.
days in a row, all down my fingers. I can't even hold my baggage claim. Talking shit in the air, yeah, I got a little fetish. 